Was Gucci. It's Casey Coop on my Freak Show podcast where I bring on only the freest of the freaks. This show is basically an excuse to catch up with people I love and I haven't seen in a while. And today is no different because today I have the star herself. Lucia Brizzi is here. She's an actor, a comic, and creative coach with her own personal growth comedy show, Wow, So Alive. Uh, she and I toured across a couple states together in an RV performing comedy a few summers ago, and we've shared many a meltdown and a laugh, which I think they're one and the same if, if you're us. Yeah, they should be. It's they hard go to tell right to each other. Yeah, it's hard to tell which is which. Yeah. How are you, Lucia? I'm so good, and it is so good to see you, Casey. So um, I'm, I'm just excited to get into it. I miss, like, I just miss you so much. I miss taking trips with you. I know. Because like, a lot of traveling. That's what I want to do again. Like, Eric and I take trips, but it's not the same. Yeah. We like, had our divorce moment. Oh. I mean, neither of us had, we're coming out of a relationship. We're just extremely single and realizing <laughs> ourselves naked in Hawaii. <gasps> Oh, I'm going to Hawaii with my family this um, April. I remember one of my favorite moments from that trip. I invited Casey to come to a family vacation. She didn't realize it would be the first time I was meeting my new mother-in-law. Um, and so, it was with her father and mother-in-law. Yes. And just the four of us. Yes. So we get off the airplane and <laughs> it's like, hi, Eileen. Nice <laughs> to meet you, woman from Malaysia I've never met before. Um, and Casey's like, oh, what? Oh, okay. That's what's that's happening. But my favorite moment of the whole trip was when there was like a, a rope by the ocean and I was like, I'm going to climb this rope and then my dad's going to take a picture. It was like right before we left. <laughs> and I had this like little girl thought like, oh, my dad will notice me doing something cool and take a photograph. He's also a photographer. Yeah. So and he it's takes like the way he's always showed me love, which is probably like, you know, some psychological <laughs> problem. Like men need to like look at me or whatever. But um, so I was like, I'm going to climb this capture rope. Capture your essence. And yeah. He's going to capture my essence and like it'll be a cute family photo. <laughs> and then I, I get to the top of the rope and, and I look around where for my dad. And Casey's just standing there sipping Starbucks in like these really rad pants. Just and my dad like is sexy like white. On, he's like that movie Blow Up or whatever it is, like on the ground, like crawling around, like taking her picture, like trying to get the right shot. And I just felt and, like and it's like kind of like sister. an older the shoulder picture. Like I'm wearing tight white pants, like looking over my shoulder with my like co- iced coffee like hanging from my mouth. Just cash drinking coffee, and I was like probably in the most physically enduring moment of my life. And then I slipped off the rope. <laughs> and then you hung yourself with it. Yeah. I miss you so much. I know. I'm glad we're here. That was beautiful, though. All of our trips were beautiful. They were. What I, the, what I miss most is, like, when you have a boyfriend, like, you can't always be like, babe, take 20 pictures of me. Like, sometimes. I know. But, like, we feed each other's narcissism. Yeah, they should be photographers. All boyfriends should be photographers. That's all the only reason we have them. Exactly. To and praise us. Really, I feel like on a men never notice. Like, I've looked my most rad and, like, a guy will not take my photograph. Yeah, and in movies, like, when you are all, the girl's all gussied up and it's, like, her big day and she's changed her hair or whatever. Like, the yeah. guys are, like, there's stars in their eyes. My boyfriend's, like... That's nice, babe. I just want to notice this meta moment that your producer, what was your name? I'm so sorry. I forget. Mason. Mason like, is taking our photograph right now. So he took the cue. Mason, he are you the cue? Uh, no, I'm not. No, he's in love and he's moving for love well, soon. Away. Oh God, that's beautiful, though. Like that, that woman. What's her name? Jenna is a smart lady. There you go. She's got a man who knows how to take a photograph at an oh, opportune yes. moment. Oh, yes. You better take, you better see her out the corner of your eye one day, like in the kitchen and just start shooting. Yes. Oh, she's, she's, yes. She's a model. So. She's oh, a model? She, see, that's it. That's it. That's, that's the secret, But she'll boys. still like it. Appreciate oh, yeah. beauty and you receive it. I remember Thank being you. like on acid at Symbiosis, which is like just like a trash version of Burning Man. <laughs> and um, there was like a ropes course. And I was like, in there's the- a lot of ropes in your story. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and me trying to impress boys with physical feats. So I was like up on this thing. I was wearing this like gold, like short shorts and like covered in glitter. And I was like walking on this rope thing. Mm-hmm. And the guy that I was with. This is not a story. He just didn't take my picture. Oh. I know. And oh. I have no picture of that moment. Oh, my God. But, like, I think that, like, on our RV trip, like, we made sure to document every moment. Yeah, because we're disgusting monsters. I loved it. <laughs> I miss it. I don't, like, miss 
being single per se, but I miss like girl time, devoting time to my friendships because when you get in a relationship, you just like, bye bye. <laughs> like, yeah. And trying to split it between I like him it. and comedy and writing and I know. whatever. I mean, I'm so single Work. and I can't, I, I think about that. I'm like, oh, I have a crush on that person, but when would I have time for them? Yeah. It's, there's no time. Yeah. There's no, you're like, okay, I guess I won't have friends anymore. Yeah. And it's, I mean, we're so lucky. It's like a problem of like an embarrassment of riches, like being a creative <laughs> person and being in Los Angeles where there's mm. so much you can do and then you know it's really priorities um so you know speaking of all your products I want to ask you about all your products because you have like 20 of them and I love that like you always post these videos of them online so like I feel like I'm keeping up oh that's good that's a great way to get people to not come to your live shows (laughs) (laughs) I'm just a bad friend no um you have a new show in development it's called Sugar Bear and you said it's an installation art meets comedy show Mm -hmm. is this like uh, what's that lady that Chloe Feynman makes fun of Maria Abramovich Abramovich yes I'm not making fun of her I'm emulating her yeah I like to say that we're gonna be the next we're gonna be the Marina Abramoviches of comedy that's just my and it's all female yes it's the first so this group what the hippo that I'm like a part of I'm part of this group the merge it's like um, so many comedy groups yeah well what the hippo is um, the merge is under the umbrella of what the hippo it's like a collective oh I was Um, gonna ask yeah but the energy of it is very like masculine and like kind of boys club and I find that super fun but this is the first all female what the hippo production and it's like talk about a girl party we've got like mason jars full of lingerie and like we it's an inside an installation art in a gallery and like what are you guys bread and it's we're really exploring like all this feminine <laughs> you're like, making yeah this. and like feminine friendship and we're letting it be like weird and poetic i feel like often is it kind of improvisational um we're building it and it's gonna probably turn out to be like we'll see how much is solidified bits but like it's all choreographed bits but like within that there's always this room for play so we'll see and playing with the audience is a huge because like did what the hippo did that come out of like i know you've taken like clowning classes they're not like straight like red honky nose none of that shit tell me about your modern clowning that you do because i see so many videos and i just know you and you're very physical yeah and it's crazy it's like physical humor but it's like hilarious thank you um uh so the what the hippo is built on this like John Gilkey, he was a clown in Cirque du Soleil. Um, and then he developed this work kind of organically that is now being called like idiot work, which sounds like right. so hilarious because it's so fancy. Idiot work. Yeah. And Chloe Feynman talked about that too when she was on the podcast. Yeah. 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 Like, eventually, didn't she take the class as well? Yeah, she did. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, um, uh, yeah, it's like this community. And when I say community, I feel like I'm like talking about like, like um, people who love having polyamory, like it's just a community, man. Like we're just a community, but like it's c- kind of cool how it's like building, um, and it really is. It's like it's, in the simplest way I can describe it is it's like um, I it's uh, so simple. Um, but you're working with the audience, so there's no fourth wall, um, and it's you're kind of playing like an idiotic version of yourself. And for me, that often ends up being like very high status. So like, I love playing with like high art and like poetry. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause aren't you from New York? And so you were around a lot of that growing up and in college, I guess. So. I mean, I'm from Jersey, so, oh, okay. you know, they would things. like, but you went to, to school. Think. The family in New Jersey would like you to think I was from New York. I went to like that kind of town in New Jersey, like mm-hmm. right outside New York. And there are signs in the street that literally say where the suburbs meet the city, Montclair, New Jersey. Because oh. they really want to be associated with like oh. being from New York. So it's kind of that's exactly what you're playing on. Yeah, exactly. The high meets exactly. the low. Exactly. Like the girl who's like, yeah, going to Starbucks and is like, um, I want to have whatever, like saying it like in the way in the way that you say it at Starbucks. How do you say it, Casey? What, how, like like a grande. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like playing the lady who's like really big on saying a grande. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I always go there and I'm like, what's the medium size? Like every time. I know, because every that. time. I love, I love not saying those words to them. It I just makes like, me really happy. I just like not holding things in my memory that I don't care that much about. I know. So I'm like just forgetful as fuck. I know. I think I'm a little bit like lazy brained like that. Like I just am like, 
important, not important, and I'm very yeah. arrogant. About yeah, yeah. That. There's not much in the importance like I sector. Know. I'm like, what is even in there? Probably just stuff about me because I'm self-centered as fuck. Uh, uh, um, <laughs> it's like, what even do I remember? I don't know. Um, but you also, it's not just that character that you play. You have another character. Yeah. That I feel like is so wonderful and similar to kind of like your own line of work outside of comedy, and that is Talia Brava. Mm-hmm. Um, who is Talia Brava? So Talia Brava is kind of like my alter ego. She's I like to call her a cunty baby because she's like <laughs> extremely cunty, but also like a baby. So, you know, so the name implies it all. I can just unpack that. <laughs> but um, yeah, she's a life coach and a personal like life tra- changer. And um, the beginning of Talia Brava was um, I watched the documentary on Tony Robbins. And oh, I was like, people love hilarious. that hilarious. Like, it's hilarious. So um, I did a show where Talia Brava, like, watched this documentary. And now she can change everyone's life using all the tools she learned in the Tony Robbins documentary. Right. Um, and then after that, I did a show called, um, it became this ongoing show called Wow So Alive. Um, and the next show was Women Lead Now. So in my real life, I do women's leadership training and I'm a coach. Yeah, this is your actual job. Yeah. So I've been able to fuck with it, which has been yeah. really fun. Because I imagine when you're actually coaching people, there's like an element in the back of your mind where you're like, this is silly. Well, no, not. So, I mean, like, to be honest, not really. Like, I think okay. coaching is actually incredible and it's like an amazing practice and I'm so grateful to get to do it. But the personal growth world, yes, hilarious. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> and like, I just, I like eat it up like all these ladies being like okay here's me on a plane but I have to tell you my journey when I first started traveling I was not in a plane I was walking so like I love I just love like that's so all these fucking sacred people just like pulling the so the next show was on um uh, law of attraction which I feel like is the kool-aid that this city is pumping so um it was called wow so alive think good just like think good people stop being bad and just think good and good things happen. And then the next show was, um, I just did it healed as fuck. Oh yeah. Healed as fuck. I saw your video of that where you're walking on the backs of your co, um, entertainers, Mm, the dudes. I loved it. How do you think Talia compares to you? Is she any different than you? And what, yes. What role does she play for you as an artist? Like, do you get to get Mm. certain things out of your system? Oh, I'm on how much? hundred percent. Couldn't have said it better myself. (laughs) I love playing Talia Brava because I feel like the arrogance that lives inside me, the grandiosity, the vanity we were just speaking about, all those demons like come out. And I also love this like, um, because I've seen a lot of this uh, faulty leadership. Like I just love people in the seat of power who are um, abusing it and manipulating it. And it's so much fun to play with, like just, uh, you know, letting the audience see behind the mask of like the, that gotcha. they all see when I'm like, you know, screaming at my colleague and then like yeah. treating a, a client really nicely and just like creating that tension in the room. So no one knows like what's real, what's not real. Yeah. yeah. Partly of that is like my boyfriend at the time when I started the Tony Robbins thing was like my doting boyfriend. And then he broke me. Oh, he broke my heart. I don't know. I know this was. He broke me completely. Started, Sean Stoner. This was six months ago that I last six saw Lucia. Months ago. It was at my two year um, birthday. Sober birthday celebration she had just been broken up with i had been broken by sean stoner everybody so but then it, it became they, a joke they performed a part together. of the show that that now he's emotionally indebted to me forever <laughs> to talia brava let's you know let's not get me and talia because he's up. in your performance group yes. which is hilarious so now he's like the boyfriend who has to, the ex-boyfriend we're powering through with our professional relationship <laughs> which i think has been very nice for him professionally as well you know to but get to be in the doubt on you still. Yeah, exactly. He tried to quit it, but he can never no, leave. He can't quit that Bravo. You guys met on in the What the Hippo group? We did. We met during doing a bit. Well, we had been friends, and um, then we had to do a bit where we made out. And I remember that. And you were like, I was on a date with. <laughs> oh, that's right. And you were like, it was crazy. I feel like we had, there was something there. Yeah, yeah there was something there. And then he asked me out to go ice skating, and I said, no, but I like ice skating. And he was like, no it's a date to go ice skating and then I was like okay ice skating date date okay fine let's go ice skating (laughs) but you know honestly like I joke around with it only because we have like the most beautiful friendship and like he's like like he oh good that's good to hear I haven't seen you in so long and that's the thing I think like I think that there's all these ideas of like oh it's this and it has to be that and it's like this is you know you never know why people in your life I feel like we're supposed to be friends like 
in, in a disgusting way, we're like siblings who used to have sex. <laughs> That's amazing. I know. I think about actually my ex-boyfriend that way from college. Like, But the thing is, we like barely had sex. And I think that's why I see him more as a brother. I was yeah. like, that was weird. Yeah. But I will love him forever as a friend. Yeah. You know? I know. It's so, it's so stupid how we're like, I don't know, whatever. It's it's. I think me and Sean have a really, really fun time playing with it because it makes people so uncomfortable. Like, they Yeah. Can't, I love it. I love it. Uncomfortable humor. It's my favorite. Yeah. I exactly. love it. I think that like you and I both like lean into that because it's kind of like, like where everyone's kind of squirming in their seats and they're like, how much of this is real and how much of this yeah. is just a show? Yeah. And I think it's like that's one of the points of humor is like, why is this so uncomfortable? But if we make a joke about it, then people can laugh and then all of a sudden like they're they're managing and, and uprooting something that's like probably been hidden in them that they didn't want to talk mm. about but now they're laughing about it because these there. these shows you're doing they're like pretty they're like improvisational right like they're clowning and they play they really pull the audience in is what I noticed yeah so the, my uh, a lot of the work I'm doing now is like it's pretty highly scripted but then there's the element of the play with the audience which is always just in the moment are you guys doing you're doing film sketches too yeah okay cool yeah. Yeah. yeah, what's that like, like writing with this group that you're always just like riffing with? Um, it's interesting because I'm at this growing edge where like I've been structuring the Wow So Alive show as like, oh, everybody can like do bits that are improvised. But then I'm actually coming forward now like more strongly with like very like much like fully like realized scripts. And I'm like, OK, there's this growing edge because we can't be as cash as we used to be. Like, let's just show up and like have a great time mm -hmm. with this particular show. But then like the show, the merge group that I'm in, we have a show tonight and it's always improvised. Well, so I also different. going off of what you were saying about just kind of like you. I, oh, God, I'm going to fuck up the wording. But I guess <laughs> just going off what you just said. I've just noticed that, like, you as an individual, like, even compared to what I met you, like, four years ago or f five years longer because we, like, grew up in the last... We grew up. You seem more grown up. Like, when I see you perform, like, it was, like, a bit from... Or a clip of your sketch on your Instagram that you posted the other day. And, like, seeing you... You've always been really comfortable on stage and really, like, doing something different than what the other people are doing. Like, and it's always, like... But it's always funny. And, like... And I've loved it and gravitated towards it. But seeing you now, it's like more like you've like not just leaned into like who you are as a performer, but like you're just like you are her now. Like, mm, you know, like it's like you. it's like full and realized like Coming you. Together. Yeah. And I feel the same way about me and why yeah. I'm getting back into stand up is like I'm liking it again. I know my voice yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. And I know a lot more of who I am as a person. Yeah. And it just like totally informs your art because like I needed to back the fuck up off mm -hmm. it to get my brain together yes. and like get my ducks in a row and just be sane. And isn't it funny how like, because I've come in and out of doing stand up and that's how Casey and I met. But like, it is almost hilarious how you're sitting there with a mic in your face and you're almost screaming into it. I don't know who the fuck I am for so long. <laughs> for and so it's like, long. Like all your 20s. Yeah. And like looking back, it's the most cringeworthy, cringe, cringe is the worthy, cringeworthy thing <laughs> to see yourself just like announcing to the world you're, you're unknown. Which is also like what every other open micer does who's that yeah, young. Yeah, but it's that's just part of it. process, yeah. And we're still there, right? Like we'll always be there. So mm -hmm. it's, I don't know, it's interesting. It's just nice to not to be so like, I'm on a tightrope and I don't know what the fuck's going on. I'm like, yeah. here I am flat-footed and secure. Totally. And it's okay. Oh God. And it's so funny like realizing... Um, I'm not going to say how old I am, but uh, I was playing <laughs> with that number today and I was like, I was like, uh, just realizing like the growing up never stops and it like just gets lighter and lighter and like better. And better. I like growing up. I finally I'm like, oh, my God, I woke up the other day like I'm ready to be a grown up. Like yeah. I will always have my childishness through my art and my comedy, but I'm ready to like work a certain job like that's not in the nighttime, you yeah. know, yeah. like I'm ready to like answer to a higher up you know yeah. and work my way up like before yeah. my disdain for authority just like held me back because I could not do it yeah. like I just couldn't stomach answering to a person totally and I'm like Which I understand oh, it's good to grow up it and is I, my, my art's getting better since I'm growing up because I know who the fuck I am yeah to choose to walk through that like I I had that thought the other day like just seeing myself walk through that like gate you know and just go forward and like trust yourself like never before and like feel your own power like never before yes and I think 
up until turning a certain age, which I won't say, which I, <laughs> I felt like I, I was gripping to this little girl that would be taken care of by somebody. Like if I'm not cute mm-hmm. and desirable and adorable and da da da, I won't be taken care of. And that was just me not knowing that I had it all inside me. And like, and the funny part is, is we've always been taken care of when you look back on the history of your life. Have I ever gone hungry? Have I ever not had my basic needs met? That, yeah. No, the answer, I've always been fine. Yeah. And also it's like realizing now it's so much more exciting to be like, no one in the world can take care of me or needs to. Yeah, and I think that's when you meet your match is when you're just like, I mm-hmm. am taken care of. Is that really going to happen to me today? Yes, it's yeah. going to. It's Mason. Just I feel kidding. realized. I do feel realized. And He's ready. got his girl. Realized and ready to get some action. Like some <laughs> it's cute be- I won't ask you too many questions about that. You're allowed to ask me literally anything. I didn't want to get too. I thought I you didn't want to get no, all raunchy. I, no, I just said that I don't know if I can get raunchy. Lucia, do you have I any- don't really have anything to share. Do you have any crushes right now? Oh, I have so many crushes. Really? I have a problem, Casey. I am meditating to release attachment. And I've been working fucking oh, hard on my meditation practice. It takes a long time. And and that's not the thing I meditate on. But there's so many things I've meditated on for like six months to a year before they were realized. And so, in my bones. Casey, this is my problem. Everyone I meditate with, I develop a fucking crush on. You meditate with people? Yes. I meditate with people. And I find oh. there's nothing sexier than a woke ass man. So oh, it's very Lucia, dangerous. you need to get the fuck away from these woke this men. This is the crux of it. I'm meditating to release attachment and get I'm the getting fu- then, so attracted then you need to, to meditate alone. No, but I need to find also a woke ass man. So maybe No, just... Lucia, this is this is your brain trying to oh, trick you. And I kind of meditate by myself. You have all these like so are these like you know, guys have like buns and like No, thank God. Who are these woke men? Well I don't want to get into deets because you know I don't want to sabotage. I'm also like trying to avoid fantasizing. And I actually, to be honest, am at a place where I feel like I can enjoy the building and the fun of a crush in a real just genuine oh way no. it's just fun to like it's be like into somebody the best, like, it's sometimes it's the best part because like here I am you know just over a year into my relationship but all the time I'm like there's things that he, my boyfriend used to do at the beginning like you know the, the courting stuff like yeah. all that stuff that I kind don't know of, about like, the courting stuff I'd like to know about the courting stuff so bring you it oh my god you are a quarter like you're all oh. about the romance and like the, a, let's but do, I don't like, want to be a quarter that's like that's what they say in you know Shakespeare we're made to be wooed not woo I don't want to be a quarter to I be quartet I want to be quartet you've been quartet before okay but you got to take uh, you, I'm sorry. Oh, please remind you, me because I don't remember. You've got taken to ice skating, Lucia. Oh, yes, yes, yes. But then you get lazy and Eric and I just like, we fart on each other, which is awesome. Wow. Oh, that's actually something I never want to happen Actually, in we've done, <laughs> We did that since like week two. I just let it rip and I'm like, this oh, is what wow. it is. But I mean, yeah. like the sexy, I, exciting stuff isn't, yeah, uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, those two things together. <laughs> it's fun. But it, you guys are very sexy and exciting. Are we sexy and exciting? I don't know. From the outskirts, I imagine you are. I just feel like all the excited, like the little things, like I just need constant validation and compliments. And that's oh, just yeah. like not as many as you go along in a relationship. They're like, you look fine. Yeah. You, you know, know what I just you can do? More. I did this in my early 20s when I was really struggling with this. I put reminders on my phone that said, you're beautiful. I like you. I love you. <laughs> you're the hottest girl in the world. Like, like alarms? Yeah, it was hard. That sounds that. alarming. Yeah, it was probably around the time that we met each other. <laughs> it was like a very sad, because I, I just realized I like really, really needed it from like random guys all the time. All the time. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. Still but it's, it's interesting though, but you know what? You're just feeling it. You're noticing it. And that's all we can do. I guess I don't need it as badly as I used to. Like, I just want it from him. And there's a lot of pressure to put on one person. You're really beautiful. Oh, my God. Thanks, Lutia. You're welcome. Did that help? No, not at all. It felt canned, but I'll take it. Oh, but like I dropped my voice and everything. Okay. All right. Whatever. I'll work Um, on it. I think also just like. I'll surprise you. I don't want to say that working in the sex industry has made my pussy numb, but mm. no one turns me on anymore. Wow. Like, like not like nothing. And you got like a hot young guy. You well, he and I have great sex. He does turn me on. Guy. But like, I don't, I just, I feel like men disgust me now. Like, uh, like sex itself. I mean, has been men have always disgusted me, but I think like, I just don't, when you have to like, it's sort of emotional labor that you do in the club yeah just the talking to them and like pretending to care about what they're talking about is really the hardest i literally can't imagine i think it's probably one of the hardest jobs in the entire world it is and people are like oh it's an easy job i know i love what you said in some ways but like i'm emotionally taxed right now your tweet 
was killer. The one about whenever men tell me that you want to say it. Which one? What? Whenever men tell me that that if they were a woman they would strip, I know that they would be a housewife. Oh yeah, I forgot about that one. Because it ain't fucking easy. Because they're implying that it's like the easy route oh and this God. and that and like, nah, bitch, you just be like every also, other girl and find a husband. Yeah, and also like that they would just like win the Casey Coop lottery and look like Casey Coop. Oh my like, God, shut up. Stop. Keep going. Okay, I believed that one. I believed that one and I'll pocket that for later. Yeah, please. That's do. one less one Eric has to tell me. Yeah. Um, you talk. Okay, we're gonna get into meditation because, like, we both are so excited on meditation. You're so amped on it when you Everything. came to the doors. Um, and you mentioned that you just went on this like giant retreat. Yes. Um, like a ten day retreat. Yeah. Everybody, and I'm sorry, don't hate me, but everybody should do it. Oh, I want to so bad. And it's funny because my last guest was Jessica Michelle Singleton, and she just went on one too, and we talked about it. I feel like my. This so cool. is, now my podcast is just the meditation podcast. You know what, Casey? Casey that's Coke. a sign. It's like it's coming to you. But Vipassana, if for those listeners who do not know, Vipassana, it's a 10-day silent meditation retreat. It's donation only. So there's like... It's donation You got to do it. Yeah. That's so cheap. So wherever... Yeah, exactly. Or expensive. Or expensive. Yeah, depending <laughs> on... Um, who you are, <laughs> who you are, where you are, um, but it—it's basically ten days. Uh, where meditating? They're all over the world, but this was in Joshua Tree. And oh, I, know. I miss Joshua, Joshua Tree. Tree so much. It's been so long. It's an hour and a half away. I know, I'd and like I never go. There. I haven't gone there in like a year. What are you doing tonight after this? I would like to call off work. Okay. Well, what are you doing tonight? I'm doing a show. What are you doing after that? I'm going to bed. In Joshua Tree. Maybe. Okay, keep going. Well, okay. let's talk after this. I also have an 8 a.m. fitness class. So Ew. You could just be in Joshua Tree. Hanging around. Let's disgusting. go to Joshua Tree. My priorities are gross. Yes, we should go to Joshua Tree soon. What were we talking about? Oh, yeah, you, they have them all over the world, donation-based. Everyone yeah. should do them. So you don't make eye contact what? or talk to anybody's. But that was actually the easy part and the fun. I loved that. That was wonderful because I really even, make... as, even as a baby, people are like, smile, give me something, you know, and uh... to be off the hook for any communication for 10 days. Wow. Delightful. Especially after, like we were talking about the emotional labor I do at my job yeah. or probably a lot of people maybe in customer service totally. do or sales. It's so draining to talk to people. Yeah. And if much. you're emotionally intelligent, like you are, Casey, you're like always feeling and taking in and trying to. You know, it's like it's. it's I'm so a little nat- sponge with legs. Yeah, and it's so natural to like want to. If SpongeBob ha- Square, Casey. <laughs> it's almost like we've got like it's like you know the your your power that is overstretched and then becomes a hindrance. But like the ability to change the environment and the ability to make people feel comfortable or da da quote unquote make people feel. You're anything. good at it too. We're that's probably where but we that's, connect. Yeah, it's it's like we job. have that thing, and, and we're good a- at adjusting to people and charming them. And it's so nice to probably not, to not have to do that. Yes. Yeah, exactly. And also it's actually not even not even actually really appreciated by other people. Like you're not letting them just be themselves when you're like manipulating the situation and make it feel a certain way. Amen. Right. These are things we are learning. I love we're that we're growing up. So growing up is much. so awesome. Thank I you for know. sharing that. Like it's uh, for me, I guess in the same way, I've worked on my people pleasing and I've meditated hard on my people pleasing. Like it was like a solid year, like every fucking day. Yeah. Meditating like kind of telling myself things like you don't have to please essentially I don't have to please people and it yeah. finally worked yeah and you know it acts up here and there but it's so much less than it used to be yeah it's so nice to just be yourself and not but also you're saying we're adjusting what people think to what we think they want of yeah. us it's like controlling so you know? it's like who knows what they really want totally I just had control freak in my head and I love that tattoo <gasps> oh yeah it probably it's like I'll pop it off today because I'm actually getting it lasered off so. I saw that on your Facebook yeah and then I well, saw your comment please stop asking me this is my life <laughs> I actually I know everyone like it's funny because like I've noticed like in any evolving I've done as a person and maybe it was devolving at times like everyone has their say on it and mm. there's pe- half of the internet is like Yes, get rid of the tattoo and half the internet's like, no, that's what we like about you. And then it's like Trump. People in real Russia. life are like, do this and do that. And it's like, you're not edgy enough or you're too edgy. And it's that's been my whole life story is not fitting in one box and yeah. allowing myself to evolve as I evolve. Totally. And even if it contradicts itself, I just yeah. have to stay true to what's me. And right now I want to get my neck tattoo removed. That's how I feel. Yeah, I'm over it. And I'm tired of explaining it every five seconds. You don't have to explain it. And here but I go explaining it. interesting the exasperation that we feel? Because honestly... You don't have to care that people are confused either, you know, but it's like we feel, ah, 
And that was another thing I realized when I came home and had my phone back, which was the worst. <gasps> oh my god! The worst experience was getting my phone back. How was it days. having no phone for ten days? Incredible. And then oh. when I started like when I got it back I realized oh like 90% of the agony or whatever that's a huge hyperbolic hyperbolic word but 90% of the day-to-day annoyances or suffering or shame or uh-huh. phone based totally all of it people, it's anxiety related yeah, exactly. totally. oh, I got a text I didn't respond fast enough or yes what does it mean that they just wrote cute to like a picture like you know what all the blah, blah, blah. I've totally no, reared real. it back Not about real. about my social media like I don't barely read through anyone's social media yeah. the app I'm like I have Instagram Facebook and Twitter but the only one I actually like look at look at like read through is Instagram because it's so harmless yeah. it's the happiest one yeah, that's it's true. like oh people are having fun the other ones are like fuck everyone and kill myself totally. I'm like I can't right now with that totally I agree I need to pres- like preserve my sanity it's space I'm trying to work on that because I think the impulse to like turn on a podcast turn on the radio it's like really you are avoiding any insights or creative thoughts mm. and I don't want to do that totally <laughs> they come to you that's why meditation is so great it's like some of my best ideas have come to me while meditating totally. maybe after just like the fact yeah. that I that I now after two and a half years of meditating every day I can stay quiet long enough for a new idea a creative idea to come in without again managing and manipulating something yeah. to happen that I've devised you know because totally. when they come to you just like mm. just like the jokes the be- like I, I tweet but I don't read through it but I tweet jokes that pop in my head. Yes. I don't sit there and draft shit anymore. Yeah. And maybe they no come less it. Maybe they come less frequently, but I'm not sitting there, you know, forcing a joke, like yeah. forcing a shit out. And you know what? I think uh, love the analogy. But I also just love <laughs> especially this with this what I was what I was about to say. That I feel like it's a very feminine thing like in our culture. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then you went right there. But like I love that like I feel like it's a it's a thing that women are bringing into the world is this this as we come into ourselves as women as we stop being ashamed of our femininity and stop thinking we need to be in this like aggressor masculine vibe to, to be successful fit in I feel like I feel like what we're seeing is that the the intelligence that women have had through the ages of like allowing, letting something flow, letting something come through that men and women, we both need this. Not like, like asserting our dominance, asserting our will, yes. like letting shit. Oh my gosh, this is something for the listeners out there, the freaks out there. Oh. Mm-hmm. No, this is something Lucia and I like talk about and we have talked about like time and time again, which is that in the comedy world where we met and often perform, um, the especially in stand up, it's just this masculine driven boys club as I guess a lot of industries uh, are. And there's like this pressure to be very masculine and to like go, you know, elbow out people out the way and like, or even just perform stand up in a dry tone and a mm. gruff tone and be manly. And like, Lucia's always leaned into just doing like girly shit on stage. And like, I loved it. I and like to like... pretend I'm a dancer <laughs> all the time. Okay. So yeah, we'll pick this back up after the break. Okay, great. Okay, okay bye. Casey, you're amazing. You're so beautiful. Oh. I would never leave. We'll never leave you. Hi, this is Casey Coop, and we're never going to leave you. Never. It's my Freak Show podcast here with Lucia Brizzi. So we're doing this for the rest of our lives, Casey? This podcast? Yeah. Um, yeah, we're just going to take breaks every half hour, and we're going to stay in Good. the room. Awesome. I am in, uh, I'm like David Blaine. David Blaine of life. I like to of do life. things for a long time. People like, I know. damn, she didn't stop. It was a weird thing because like he's a magician, but then he's like, yeah, has gills because he goes underwater for like an hour. Yeah. How does that work? What's that word? Uh, endurance. I'm an endurance performer. <laughs> well, you're gonna do an art installation. I feel like I could yeah. see you doing that. Yeah, legitimately. No, we're legit exploring the concept of doing it, like not leaving it for a while. Maria Abramovich. Exactly. Does that mean we're gonna come up and just like slap you in the face for like an hour? I would honestly not say no. I mean, I think the <laughs> thing about stage is like the other day I like made out with a boy on stage I brought up. It sounds like you're doing this a lot I on stage. You, you told love. me you haven't gotten any action but it's like on stage you're just constantly making out That's, with people. Honestly, I just feel like my body is not my own once I get on stage and not to like, oh, that's a great way to sell tickets but it's also, 
but like I do I feel such a liberation that my body you becomes seem a like tool it. and yeah. it's like if this is what's happening in this moment we're happening like and I freaking love that because it's, it's such amazing a liberation and you I must see experience it. that too totally like, I see it in you like a lot in your performance so it's there's nothing better than that's what Joan Rivers said in that movie about her they were oh like, yeah I love her yeah oh my she was God. like there's nothing better like that place being in that place it's in the fucking zone on stage yeah. and you've let, fully let go yeah and then I think it's like that Jim Carrey movie that blew my mind like how to live that way have you seen it what Jim Carrey Jim and Andy and the great <gasps> everyone guy. keeps talking about it it's spirituality meets art oh my god I want to see it you everyone keeps it. saying I have to um in that same token what does being free mean to you Ugh. being free means letting the the bigger me the the me that is beyond like personality and um, identification with any of this stuff, like my name, my hair, my face, where I've come from. You have been meditating. Le- yeah. Letting that like come through, just come through so that I'm not thinking what I'm going to say. I'm not deciding what I'm going to do, but I'm actually just allowing that's mm-hmm. freedom. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I feel that's huh. so hard. And going back to meditation, that's gotten me there. It's, it's getting me closer yeah. and closer to there. And once you feel it, you're like, oh, shit, I want to be there all the time. And then that mm-hmm. drives you to more meditation. When I meditate. Crushes on your yoga teachers. <laughs> I'm, I do it all alone. So I, I don't have these. Yeah, you're smart. Or just working at the strip club. I'm like, men, are they attractive? I don't remember, actually. Even the hot ones, I'm like, you're disgusting to me surrounded by men they're just gross yeah um but oh yeah but i feel like when i meditate some of the time i try to just connect with a higher power and Mm. i just try to let go of me Mm. and it's like the umbilical cord attaches or if you will the phone charger and you're like connecting you're getting rejuvenated with what with your own truth yeah because i think like we were talking about before the break when you know a good joke pops in my head I haven't forced that that's come from somewhere above me or bigger than me yeah. or like when you're on stage and you're just like going with the flow of what your your group is doing yeah. and then you're not like but I want to have my time in the exactly. sun and you're and, entering you know. the flow and then it just happens and it's not about oh this is my moment to talk which never works out successfully no there's so much no. bad improv that's so that way <laughs> most most comedy most performance yeah um also this is something related but a little tangential that's exactly what my podcast is about let's let's go for (laughs) it it. let's dive in the black hole okay great so this this happened to me at 4 30 in the morning the other day i had to wake up and write it down that i had the knowing like the true feeling that every single feeling i've ever felt like you know lust or love or jealousy or anger have all just been sensations and and this is everyone listening is like yeah bitch i already know that but i i realized it for the first time, like in a very visceral, full level, it's just been a sensation in my body that then I have put projected onto like a silkscreen image of some character in my life. And then mm-hmm. I've given that character power, like a little fucking God over my organs. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. oh, that man has control of my heart and that woman mm-hmm. has control over my stomach. And <laughs> I'm going to be sick because of that thing that they said. And I'm actually trying yes. to heal my body from like a chronic illness too, also mm. not to get into it, but like, I feel like that for me is like the process of like realizing mm-hmm. these are all sensations in my body and to realize my power is my work. Like to realize that I am a universe and I've got every access to everything. So if I feel like lust for a guy, I can just fucking live in that lust. That's mine. Mm-hmm. It's not that they are sex God. <laughs> I am sex God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And like, also let's get you're... some sex because it's not happening. But also like, this is something I've learned a lot of is okay. <laughs> Just like giving giving your power away to someone is false because like the only person who can con- like who can control how you react and how you interact is yeah. you. You are the one who holds the power. Yeah. And that's what you know, I try to send that message more. I guess through my comedy now in so many ways or just like my voice and like the way I am. Yeah. Like that's my new message is like cuz I see a lot of people fall apart on social media. People that are friends of mine or strangers or random people who follow me, I'll check yeah, out their no profile. There's no better place to do it than like live streaming on Instagram, right? I've just, but I, I've been there and I've done that. Yeah. And I think the current political climate isn't helping. I no, think a lot of people, people are, are losing go, their minds. They're losing it. And I was there in a fucked up way, luckily, before Trump 
ever gone to office. Like I got sober before he got into the office. So I kind of started to have my bearings on life a little bit. Yeah. But what people don't know is like that we, you yourself has all the power over how you feel and how yeah. you interact. And it's like, what do you mean? Yeah. If someone had told me that before I got sober, I would have been like, fuck off forever. It's a paradigm shift that has to internally happen for you. Internally. You it, it is internal yeah, work. Let exactly. me repeat. It is all inside you. Yeah. But people, you know, they look at happy people and they dismiss them as stupid. I, I have. Yeah. But it's like, no, like, or like there's all these bearings to like, there's just like to build off of that. There's just so many metrics to when you feel okay. And today I always had that thought where I was like, oh, I used to definitely think like I wasn't going to be happy until that, 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 that. And I looked looked at happy people and I was like, well, your bank account must be good. You must be in perfect Mm -hmm. physical shape. Like that's Mm -hmm. why you're okay. And if you have a boyfriend or girlfriend or whatever, and it's like, I'm never going to be the idealist person that I've like. When I when you see yourself as an adult, Casey, do you see like a different person or do you see you in your head? I see me. Okay, cool. Because I've realized that I start to see this like wiry yoga lady that I'm never gonna be, <laughs> who's basically Ari. Remember Ari on Entourage? <laughs> no. So like the big agent on Entourage. Okay, yeah, I saw like one episode. Yeah. So what? I'm Jeremy Piven. Yeah. His wife, like wiry exercise lady, <laughs> who's like super high strung, but like super successful. I always like saw that as the woman I'd become, and that's like nothing like who I am and I'm no but I'm what you who you are is so much more interesting and Thank you. and like there's beauty to that you know that's how I feel is like I'm just so coming into who I truly am and not trying to be like the LA girl that yeah. like maybe I tried in some ways to be when I first oh moved God. here I was just thinking about that this morning Casey just in, in like little ways too like even just growing my hair long which I hate yeah. having long hair yeah. I don't hate women with long hair I hate having long yeah, hair yeah because I have long hair so yeah we fuck you it's, no, but, but it's I, like all those ways you try to not be you and try to yeah, like yeah I cut my hair short because I was told I was supposed to be funny and I'm like walking around like oh, a I little remember that. I looked yeah. awful and I felt so dumb you felt like it wasn't you I felt like a little mushroom you know because <laughs> I have very curly hair <laughs> I didn't like being a mushroom I like being Manic Pixie Dream Girl. She's deceased. Sorry. I'm yeah, Marina Abramovich of comedy now. Yeah. <laughs> That's so much better. So much more fun for me. Um, so what's on your vision board for 2018? Well, I did make one. Did you make one? Um, no. And you know what? I'm really sad about it because when we went into 2016, oh, which best. so many good things happened that year, was we went out into a cabin in the middle mm, of the woods Carmel. for, God, it was so gorgeous, for New Year's Eve. Yeah. In North California and we made like burned the past like we burned piece of papers with things beautiful. from the past and, and that was your first year goals. sober and everything good happened that yeah. I had like manifested I'm like I need to do that again it was really great it was I like mean. a ritual night it was amazing because we didn't have the internet or maybe well we just didn't look at it we tried not to it was beautiful and I really saw you Casey and when I think of you I think of that night really yeah in Carmel yeah. in like an Airbnb in the back of someone's farmhouse yeah that There's was amazing so beautiful about like women and I think that some men are finding their feminine time together which is like a beautiful thing I hope for all men but um I think there's something so beautiful about women getting together and like sharing from their heart I know you're really good at that I feel like you yes. would be amazing at like facilitating these events that's sort of what I do in some way yeah like, like, run women's leadership programs but it's like yeah I wanted to step more into that in my world but what were we talking about what's on your vision board? vision board oh yes what are you doing this so year? The, there's a few words on the vision board you know it's what you can find in a magazine so it's you're limited <laughs> Um, I've never acted on a vision board. I just yes. made like goal lists and gratitude lists with you. Yes. I, think. I also did a gratitude list and a goal list. Um, you know, but, um, I, this year, to be honest, is just really about for me finding my power and because I feel, and I know that that is like that never stays inside you. You always teach it and you always transfer it in some way. Yeah. Whoa. Totally. So I'm all about feeling what's real not being afraid to completely feel what's real to feel the truth and also to like allow things to happen and allow things to build and instead of trying to control we both love controlling i know and i'm really excited about my wow so alive personal growth comedy show that i'm plugging right now just by saying the words (laughs) but i'm really really excited to see how that and the work i do in the personal growth world comes together in an actual like more of a more of a real direct line um, so that I was starting to do the Wow So Alive comedy show and then sort of like take off the mask and have an actual 
like seminar oh. workshop where I'm just me. Yeah. So bridging that line, that is like the Whoa. space I'm really excited about going to. Interesting. Yeah. Oh my God. I want to see that. I know. I want where you to gets, be there. Where it gets real. When is it? No, I'm just saying I want to do that. <laughs> so right, oh. now, right now I have the comedy show and I have my personal growth stuff. Um, and, you know, the comedy show does like, I think like it, it stays in the realm of comedy. Like Tali Brava never realizes anything, but the audience, I think, does realize a lot of things. So I think it does already kind of intrinsically bridge that gap. But what I'm really curious about is like, OK, now taking off the mask and having like an actual training. So cool. It becomes like a real hybrid. And I think people would love it because like I think when, when you just like the whole thing of comedy is getting an audience to like you. Yeah. I feel like if they get on board with you with Talia, like they'll be down for like whatever. Yeah. yeah Talia's yeah. hilarious. Thank you. They get to see her humanity and her cuntiness. Yeah. I think because she's just kind of like really, really lost and <laughs> really, really desperate. But she's super empowering people. Yeah. Well, she hopes so. <laughs> That's so she's awesome. empowering them to realize that they know a lot more than her, which I think is a really That's good so message for all the uh, personal growth leaders out there. You know? Oh, yeah. Are there a lot? Like the Tony Robbins. And yeah. Stuff. There's like, I'm not going to name names because it's just a mean thing to do, but it's a lot. It's fun to watch, like, you know, to read the blogs and watch the Instagram posts because there's so much ridiculousness. I bet. Happening. I bet. Everybody, oh, my God. What happens? That? What is it like? Well, they say about LA, everyone's a guru or looking for a guru. Yeah. Oh, and I just feel yeah. like there's just, uh, there's just so much narcissism that, like, inherently <laughs> is like a part of it. Just because I think. Ultimately, like, we want to become ourselves so that we can, like, get out of our own way, you know? But I think the the work on getting yourself right, whatever, quote unquote, is, like, a whole spiral of narcissism that, like, um, so many people are in. And it's really a dangerous trap with, like, all that needs to be done in the world right now. And, like, well, I think that's another part of, like, self-growth that's, like, I've just learned a lot about is just being of service to other people yes. is, like, a really important part of it. Otherwise, yeah. you're just in you land. And exactly. that's not a good place and to be. And that doesn't help. No, I know. Like you, like I think therapy is good, but I think therapy is good. But there is a point at which you hit, and even like my friend Hannah Michaels will say this: who her parents are both therapists, is that it's just self self indulgent after a while, or like maybe the kind of therapy you're going to. So it's like there's like a whole part of it where like you know you got to work on yourself, but also like then it's like okay, time to go help other people. Yeah, go out and do something nice. Literally, Um, I know I need to do more of that, Casey. I I need to be. I want to be a better woman but we're all just human like what are we like we're trying our best and there's not there's only so many hours in the day I think also though that's the thing is like I was thinking the other day I was like I feel so sad that I don't have the resources to be more generous with people and then I was like but it's not about money that's it I was like you are just using that as an excuse because (laughs) some of the most generous people that I know when I think of have not bought me a single thing it's just their presence is generous so true and there's all kinds of like volunteer work you can do downtown with the homeless and stuff which is rad Um, so what's like your ultimate goal in comedy where do you want to be or what what kind of messages do you want to spread other than the ones we just talked about oh my gosh your questions are so good (laughs) Um, my ultimate goal in comedy I want well I would love Wow So Alive, the personal growth comedy show, to become like a Nathan For You style TV show where I'm working with a client like one on one every episode and it's some different aspect of the personal growth world. Um, So that's one like kind of tangible. But then I think I just I just want to fuck shit up, man. Like (laughs) I want to just like create the space for wildness and play and like absurdity and freedom like we talked about. God, every time I see your videos, they're like that. And I know you've performed, as you kind of mentioned, on some actual like festival festivals. Yeah. Like music festivals. How is that? Have you brought this crazy clowning weird improv thing to music festivals of like drugged out people yeah which Um, ones have you done you said symbiosis symbiosis and desert trip i think those are the only two music festivals i did but it's so much fun to just like i'm so jealous do like hours of crowd work because basically like this group um i'm forgetting their name jive joint jive joint um my friend seth word works with this group jive joint seth words in the merge um and yeah i know they do music festivals and they like have a stage all day long so while people are like coming off of mushrooms or like you know just (laughs) like taking a breather and like we just do crowd work for hours and it's wow how is that is that exhausting yeah but like i feel it's like that thing we were talking about with like the stage like how you just i love exhausting myself physically on stage because it's like Mm -hmm. it's a place to discover it's really cathartic more and there's so much, oh. you know, and I love being in that state of 
like my whole being is there to be like get have let people have a fucking fun time and an experience and like that is such an a snap out of ego to be like I just want you to have a fucking experience yeah because I think when you <laughs> perform it's really it really is like for, like for the other people there Thank which you. is very different than what a lot of co- comedy I've seen as including yeah. my own yeah no it's it's funny when you go to like yeah when you go to an open mic and people are like complaining that they're not getting laughs and you're like oh you're doing this because you think it's for you yeah which is like well a- <laughs> so a lot of us yes <laughs> But then it's like people also see through that. The audience yeah. feels that. Yeah. yeah. And I think you're cutting yourself short because, Casey, you're hilarious and you're a very generous performer. Oh, my gosh. Lucia, yes. is this one of those canned compliments again? No, it's not. Oh it's my not, God. Casey. The first time Stop. I ever met Casey, she was on stage <laughs> talking about a man trying to reach out and pull a tampon out of her in the middle of a like one night stand. And I was like, this bitch is fucking brave. Like, But it wasn't even brave oh, sounds like God. a choice. It was just like you're, you are you're free. That's what it was. Oh, thank you. Yeah, we had had sex. I had sex with this guy I was like flirting with on Twitter forever. This like garbage guy. And I was garbage at the time too. And we started to have sex and like, if I forgot to take a tampon out and yeah. I couldn't get out with my own fingers. I yeah. even tried putting a tweezers up there to I remember, pull it out. It was a very physical bit. Yeah. It was great. <laughs> I think you should keep it. Only his long fingers could do the job. Yeah. <laughs> It's like a sous chef or something. Just like memories of like those years, Lucia. Like sometimes it's just like I shudder. I'm like, I forget. It's almost like your little version, like like your child. (sighs) You know, it's like your kid. Like I can't believe what my teen daughter is doing. But it was you. (laughs) But it was me. And now I'm living with the repercussions of like my body now from whatever I did at that time, which weren't like horrible, horrible as they could have been. We get new cells and everything. I heard we're dying. I heard our cells are always dying. Is that a thing? I don't know, but I have a snort now. I developed a snort in my late 20s. Like two years ago, you told me you got a snort and you're like, I love it. I don't know what I was on when I said that to you because I don't love it. You don't love it? I don't love it. And I went to the the nose doctor. She stuck a prod on my nose. And then she told me, oh, it's just aging. It's just aging that you you, sometimes flesh just becomes loose (gasps) inside your nose. (gasps) What? You got some nose flesh going on? Hollywood. Do not tell Hollywood. I know. We're all aging. We're all dying. I'm actually just like so excited to turn 30 this year Mm. because I feel old deep in me. I know. I think we both do. But I'm not old. But I know. I'm... But 30, I'm not going to say if I'm 30 or not, but 30, I've heard. She's definitely not. I'm not 30, but it's the best to be 30. <laughs> Cross that path, girl. I just think like I'm, I'm like looking back at my 20s, it's just like watching like a uh, like a five car pile up. That's yeah, what it feels like. Yeah, it's yeah. like I'm going to turn away from that now because yeah. it's stressing me out. But I love that like, I don't know, you're just not a boring person, Casey. Is this? I like this podcast has become about me. Thank you. <laughs> Thank. I feel like I'm born. I'm feeling I'm getting back into stand up right now, and like, it's hard. I feel like I was boring. I got in my relationship, and I just like. But I also no. had to do a lot of things mentally to be okay in a relationship, yeah, which took a lot of inner work. Exactly, and also it's funny. I think when I was younger, I thought I had to like lead with my crazy, otherwise people will be bored. And then I I started to realize when people are like coming at you with their crazy, there's no space for you in that dynamic. You're just like, Mm. and then that actually becomes kind of boring to be like, wow, I'm just witnessing a crazy person. (laughs) That's totally me. That's totally me. Like I I actually actually coming into our sanity allows us to have a, have a a connection with somebody else. I was at um, breakfast the other day with a group of girlfriends and one of whom was like definitely probably feeling a bit manic that day. And she reminded me of how I used to be speaking of like leading with the crazy. And she yeah. was like on, 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 on. And like ah, making jokes, being loud and being this and being that and being on uh, dominating conversation and like saying silly things. And she's yeah. funny and we were giggling, but it was like, so it's just like someone dick slapping you in the face the whole breakfast. Yeah, exactly. And like everyone was just like, okay, like, I like a dick, but like not continual. Like I'm trying to eat my pancakes. Yeah. Like, can you like, I can't, I'm digesting eggs. <laughs> post eggs maybe some deck give me a second to breathe and the thing is I used I think seeing her like that reminded me that I was like that for years and years and I always thought well everyone thinks I'm so funny because everyone's laughing and maybe they do think you're funny but it doesn't mean they want you around life (laughs) isn't a performance I mean I think I was totally raised thinking life was a performance like Mm. just so desperate for attention me too and it's so relaxing to realize you can go to a party and not have to be entertaining oh my god Lucia we're on the same page i think yeah. it's just also getting tired we're just getting tired. Just tired this whole thing is just being tired just being... meditation let's just, be, let's just stop 
<laughs> let's just sit and stare, let's just stare at the back of our eyelids without yeah. sleeping. God, so I don't know. I this one's a little left field. We're we're closing out here, so I might right. as well. I want to talk a little bit. I feel like you and I always get into politics just a little bit. Like yeah. we always have, but in like a weird spiritual just dip our way. Toe in. Um, what do you think? Like I feel like currently because the world's ending, that in a in a fucked up good way, the silver lining is that liberals are becoming more liberal, feminists are becoming more feminist. What do you see in all of this? Do you see positive mm-hmm. changes at all? Because I feel like you're one of those people that sees oh, like the good. No, there's no good. No, no. I mean, my face is just freaking out because it's so hard to talk about reality. Um, it is, and I have never read it many articles anymore because it hurts yeah it's hard because i feel like the news is an addictive cycle and they are keeping us addicted and i blame the news and the media for trump like in a big big part because it's like don't look away and now he's our president um and i also think i've been like so oh i don't want to call him my president and then i realized oh that's just like denial and that doesn't get me anywhere so i think saying trump is my president is an important thing for me to remember because otherwise I'm uh, denying what's happening. Um, And so I think for me, in terms of like this moment, like I wish I was like uh, tapped in, tuned in to have like an answer about what I feel like the silver lining is. But I I feel like you and I always like we talk about that, but maybe it's just so shitty. I think I've got something though, Casey. This is it. Is that (laughs) since the election, my perception of power has changed completely. That I used to think the president was someone who mattered. Mattered. <laughs> I think Donald Trump has like degraded that role in society and the way, He's at least Dick for Flop, me. Yeah. And I also feel like I want to. Th- this is the balance. Like I don't want to become in my yoga huddle, like denying reality and not putting myself into the world as. A I feel. Person. Oh my god! I feel the exact same way. But then at the same, I need time, to like maintain my sanity. But then I'm like, am I just closing off to? But, but then also making change at the same time. I think that. And I keep pointing my finger. It's obnoxious. Um, no one can see it. But um, I think at the same time, the reality, the truth of it is that we are very powerful in our in our spheres. That when we start thinking yeah. about the whole globe, mm-hmm. we become overwhelmed and we cannot function. No. But we can function on a person to person experiential yes. level. And if someone around you better. says something inappropriate, you can now correct them. And I'm seeing that happen so much more. And yeah. I think that's a silver lining. Yeah. Is people are stepping up to the plate to say what needs to be said more and more yeah. in within groups of people yeah. where like so many of us minorities or what you know women and everyone like what have stayed quiet before I'm mm-hmm. seeing more people speak up in the microcosm of yes. just like just like groups of co- conversation and yeah. I think that's and it's like rad. they say like the skin is like the final layer of I don't know if this is true or if it's just something like holistic people tell you but they say that like when you have a disease in you it comes to the skin right before it goes away and I feel like we're seeing the ugliness that was hidden and it's come right to the surface and you know other people say this much yeah, more articulately but like it's true like we're having these conversations and I think it's been very validating for women and like minorities to be able to be like oh yeah see it's always it's it didn't go away you know mm-hmm. and I think humbling as a white person to see like racism come to the yeah. surface and be like oh shit like uh, you know it's super here super yeah. present yeah. super part of the conversation for like maybe the first yes. time in our lifetime this much part of the conversation yes no one can deny it anymore and I'm seeing like just less and less at least in Los Angeles I don't know about anywhere else but less and less people like boldly say their asshole points of view at least in this bubble yeah. but I think that feels good because even in our LA bubble before all this Trump stuff like I'd see comics at open mics say the hor- most horrible sexist racist yeah. you know mis- or like anti-queer anti-sex yeah. you worker get a racist soapbox they're gonna stand on it and now they feel more shame about it because yeah. it's like oh what are you a fucking Nazi yeah yeah <laughs> which there are yeah yeah I think um, I think society does feel like just because this election happened doesn't mean that like society made a U-turn like we're you can't turn it's sort of like touching into meditation like once you're on that path and you know you're on it and I feel like similarly like once you start opening up to others it's hard to close yourself once again you know so I think the world is opening and opening itself up to differences and that no person in power or any office can turn around. They can only show like the shadow. They can only like, you know, reveal what else is going on. But like, I think the progress that we've made person to person, like culturally is still continuing, 
even as this extreme rage from the other side like rears its last ugly head mm-hmm. hopefully last i'm gonna head. cut off goliath's head over here I'm just gonna save the planet casey i just want to save the world it's so hard. but i do um all right we're we're at the end this was an awesome talk Thank as you. per usual. so grateful that i could be here and could connect with you i'm just like grateful i just like ooze gratitude hey casey What's you're up? the most beautiful woman i've ever met Lucia, I know. <laughs> Yay. Um, where can people see your shows? Plural. So Sugar Bear is our installation meets comedy show, and it will be at in Altadena, which I like saying it like it's fancy. Oh, Altadena. Altadena. Al- Pasadena. POV. It's a gallery. January 26th and 27th. Look it up on Eventbrite or Facebook, Sugar Bear, or Lucia Brizzi, Instagram, Facebook. That's the name of the hair gummies I eat for hair growth. POV. Uh, Sugar Bear. Sugar Bear. Love it. Plugging. If you want to sponsor the podcast, Sugar Bear, I'm here. I'm out here. Let's get get her some vitamins, guys. (laughs) Um, And then the other thing is uh, Wow So Live, the personal growth comedy show. But if you go to LuciaBritzi.com, you'll see all this stuff. Instagram. I love Instagram. What's your IG? What's your Twitter? Instagram is LuciaBritzi. L-U-C-I-A-B-R-I-Z-Z-I. Uh, Twitter, I'm less frequenting, but also Lucia Brizzi. Uh Facebook, Lucia Brizzi. That's a little, maybe a little invasive. I don't know if I'm going to friend you. <laughs> okay, this was such a good catch up. It's been I six know. months. Like, this was what amazing. A, I love talking to you. Oh my God, I forgot. I need to thank Meltdown Comics because, as usual, they're always providing us this amazing recording space. As Lucia said, it, I, we're like. Uh, what'd you say we're like? It's like Howard Stern Show. Howard, so we're like the Stern Show. Yeah. And Mason Booker, my producer for always helping out. And this is Casey Cope with Lucia Brisey. 